Welcome to On Scene First. I'm your host, Tracy Eldridge. With over 25 years in public safety, I am wicked excited and honored to bring you entertaining, educational, and empowering conversations with public safety difference makers who are harnessing the power of -of out-of-the-box thinking with the latest and greatest must-have technology tools and mental health resources to save lives on both sides of the call. Before we get started, a special thank you to our premier sponsor, Rapid SOS. As a trusted public safety data partner and the creators of the world's first emergency response data platform, RapidSOS is sharing critical data with first responders like myself to get us the information we need to save lives and property. To learn how you can become RapidSOS ready and better protect the ones you love, visit RapidSOS.com and tell them Tracy sent you. Now, on with the show. Welcome, friends. My guest today is Ashley from What Three Words. If you have not yet heard of What Three Words, you're missing out. This is an additional tool in the 911 Telecommunicators Toolbox that not only helps locate your 911 and landline callers, but also assists you in telling your field responders exactly where to go. Oh, and did I mention it's free to public safety? I hope you enjoyed today's conversation as Ashley and I peel back the layers of how what three words can help enhance the telecommunicators call processing experience. Welcome, Ashley. Um, As usual, I'm wicked excited that you're here because we're going to talk about some amazing new technology. Um, As mentioned in the intro, what three words. I definitely wanted to reach out and have you on the podcast because I'm seeing lots of conversations happening on social media. I have folks that are reaching out to me, asking me all kinds of questions. So I think this is a great opportunity for us to answer a lot of those questions, but for you to share you know, some really cool things about what we three words. So I just want to start by saying welcome. And how are you? Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here and uh, feels very special to be joining your podcast. So thank you. And and yeah, we're hearing lots of the buzz and questions. So excited to kind of talk deeper into some of those things with you and get, you know, people the right information and help them get set up. Yeah. And I think, I think that's really cool. So, I mean, as you know, my years at rapid SOS, the the first year was me traveling around the country, selling a free product that didn't exist yet. And, and I feel like you guys are doing similar with kind of selling this free product. Yours does exist. So it's, it's a lot easier um, in that aspect. But one of the things that I do know is that we experience folks that are a little bit skeptical. They they don't fully understand what the opportunities are. Why should we use this when we have that? So I think we're definitely going to be able to peel back many different layers here. Uh, so I'm excited to do that. So before we get into some of the different features, functions, can you just tell us a little bit for those that have not, because there are folks that have not heard of it yet, Um, but if I'm brand new, I don't know anything about what three words, can you tell me a little bit about what it is? Absolutely. So what three words is an addressing system. So it's another geocoding option, another GIS option tool. Um, we have divided the entire world into 10 foot squares and then given every single square, a three word address. We used dictionary words. And so Apple banana spoon or update park shark. 
These are example three word addresses that refer to an exact 10 foot square. And then they refer to the GPS coordinates. So the really simplest, the simplest way to say it is that we are the human friendly GPS coordinates. So you can talk about any location in the world using three words. That is so when I hear that, right? So my I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my resistant dispatcher hat. Like I'm 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 gonna pretend like I don't like this. I don't like I don't like change. Um, if I was to say to you, well, why use three words and just not the latitude and longitude that's already assigned to that location? What would you tell me? The three words really make it easy to communicate that location because although you have the latitude longitude, dispatching that out is fine if you're just sending it directly to a machine, but a lot of times you're working with other humans, right? And right. we have a difficult time with a 16 digit um, number. We might not all be using the same coordinate format, even if we are using coordinates. I even spoke to the FBI once. They told me they don't use coordinates. No way. Um, I think it's <laughs> the Navy that can really handle uh, speaking in coordinates, right? And so having three words makes it really easy to speak it over the phone, over the radio, send it in a text message, um, copy and paste it, open up a hyperlink. You can get to those three words. And if you need to tell um, various agencies, you need to get first responders there from a helicopter as well as EMS and fire or police, or they need to talk about a location. It's giving them a really simple, common language that they can talk using three words. And, and I think that's really cool. So right out of the gate, one of the things that I want to just clarify, um, I, as mentioned, you know, to you before, many folks know I'm very active on social media in, in various um, dispatcher groups. And one of the concerns, one of the things that I had a concern with is folks not understanding that there is a difference between what they generally see in an app or the What Three Words website versus what link or browser you guys supply to public safety. Can you talk about a little bit about the difference between what the public safety entity is going to see that's different than the generalized website that if I just hear what three words, I jump on the internet, I look at it, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. This isn't gonna help me. Can you talk about the differences there? Sure, absolutely. Um, so exactly as you mentioned, we have a free app and a free map that's available globally, worldwide. So if anybody went onto those, they would see that what three words is available in 45 languages and they'd be able to search and anywhere across the whole world would show up. But when we're thinking about um, public safety here in the US, we wanted to make that obviously more specific um, and we wanted to narrow it down so that if you get a three word address from a caller, something doesn't, when you search it, you don't see Australia and China and other countries, which um, you know that's not going to be relevant to what you're looking for. So the web link that we use for our map that we share with, um, with the telecommutators and the dispatchers will help you just to search in the United States. It's also clipped to give you decimal degrees as the coordinate format. So these things can be set up in the um, settings to share things how you'd like. This is what we've seen as the most common um, format that people want to use. So searching only the United States and then easily having a copy paste for those coordinates. If you need to, if you do need coordinates to put into your CAD system, for example, if we're not built into your CAD yet, um, then that is readily available via the link. Um, and that way it helps you to search the three word address. We also have um, the free app, so that's available for anyone to download. But the link you're mentioning is a find me link. Um, and that's what we kind of uh, nicknamed it. 
And so that's a link that can be saved as a canned test text message to send out to callers. And that when they click on it, it gives them their current location, pulling the device's location using GPS. And so that is set up just for public safety. Um, other companies sometimes use it for deliveries and things like that when they're confirming a location, but we have a link specifically for public safety to send out to get that location and to save that again as a text message that you can send out to any caller who doesn't know their location. So just to reiterate, there are two separate things than what if, so if somebody's listening and they say, all right, well, I'm going to check this out. They're going to, they're going to go to the what three words website and, and it's not going to make sense to them just looking at the generalized one, they really need to reach out to you. Um, and we'll make sure that your contact information is in the in the show notes. Uh, they really need to, to reach out to you to get a demonstration of full understanding. Because when you see it, it definitely does, does make sense. Um, I can speak for myself when I started hearing about what three words, you know, quite a while ago, I popped onto the website and I'm like, okay, I'm not understanding it. So instead of me just shooting it down and going, this doesn't make sense, I'm going to reach out to the people at what three words to to share that that knowledge with me. So I'm glad we clarified that that what they see just generally is going to be different than than what they're getting on the public safety side. So I think that's, that's really important. Yeah. And I would just the one thing I would add to that is just the to for not for no one to think that okay there's a lot of that takes it takes a lot to get set up because no. it, because if you reach out to me I'll send you two quick emails of um you know 15 20 minutes um 30 minutes if you really want to get into questions and details of how to get set up so it's really simple to use the free tools but um as Tracy mentioned you want these links because they're really going to make your job easier um to have have it narrowed down to the US and things like that and then you mentioned the links to text out. So the benefit to, to reaching you getting these links is it can be used even if they don't have texting out capabilities, right? They can do that through the web browser. So you can't actually do it directly from the what three words map. Um, you, I mean, you could set up WhatsApp. It's a little more complicated, but um, you can set up free tools like Google Voice. So one of our partners in Georgia shared with us how they set it up on Google Voice. And so they didn't have um, the capability to text out. They just set up a free account there and now they can send the link that way. Um, and so we can help with ideas on that of how our partners have, have helped us figure that out as well. Um, it's also possible to set it up in your text 2911. So if you've got that set up, you can use this as one of your canned message responses. If you need to get someone's location, you can use that link there as well. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, I apologize. That was my misunderstanding. Uh, but I do remember you talking about the Google Voice thing. And I think that's, you know, where when we see agencies that are thinking outside the box, that's why I do these podcasts. That's why I have on scene first is because there are so many folks out there that are industry leaders. They're thinking outside the box. They're taking tools and putting up you know, it's cliche. We, we always say, I, I want to come up with a new term. I can't really think of one yet, but other than tools in the toolbox, but that's the most appropriate yeah. is not every tool works for every situation. So I think this is where I want to kind of go here is when we delivered the product, the, the Rapid SOS portal, when I was at Rapid SOS, and I say we, because I contributed to that and I, I still feel like they're family. Um, but so we, we delivered this tool, the rapid SOS portal, 
and it's this it's a shell of awesomeness at first and then it's just getting better and better and better over time with more things being integrated um but it doesn't work all the time and and that's not their fault it's just the device the device might not be capable of delivering the location at the time of the 911 call but as you and I have discussed in the past and as you you've mentioned on on your webinars and such is that there are times that what three words is going to use is going to work when the first line of defense does not Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, um, and Jeremy DeMar, uh, our good friend, Jeremy had given an example on, on your webinar. Do you want to talk a little bit about what happened there? Yes, sure. So he and his team got set up to use what three words they did all their training. Um, and they thought, great, we've got this tool in our toolbox, but they didn't expect to need it very soon. Um, and so we were really excited, kind of starting to get the word out, training their police chiefs. But um, lo and behold, a woman called in. She had run off the road into a ditch and her call did not triangulate correctly. So they were surprised even because usually the service is quite good. Um, and so, but you'll never, you never know, you know, you never know. And, and, you know, if she'd been two feet, 10 feet further, maybe it would have worked fine. Who knows? But it, they weren't getting her location. So they said, okay, well, let's try what three words. And they sent her the find me text link. She clicked on it, opened it up in Jeremy's word, words. It worked flawlessly, which we love to hear. Of course, <laughs> that's awesome. They, they got her three words and they were able to dispatch to that exact 10 foot location. Because again, you know, think about it. That address, that place didn't have an address one way or another anyway, because she was on the side of the road in a ditch. Um, and so with the three words, it was a really simple way then that, um, you know, the emergency services could go and find her. That's really cool. So to, to and, and I know on your, your webinar, and I'm sure if folks reach out to you, you'd be able to supply the webinar that you did to them, you know, to, to see what, what you had to say. I thought it was great. You guys gave wicked awesome information. Um, but you just mentioned it didn't have an address and I want to talk about that too. See, you're like leading in. You don't even know all these questions <laughs> that I have. There's so many questions up here that I want to make sure that folks <laughs> truly understand is another concern that I see folks having having, oh my gosh, my Massachusetts accent just, <laughs> just launched right out of my mouth. A question that I've seen pop up in a few different places is we want to give a dispatcher, I want to give them an address. An address is going to help me find them, that they, they're not understanding the value of having 10 foot squares at a location. They, they more or less want that dispatchable quote address. Can you talk a little bit? Cause I have a couple thoughts in my head and, it, and if, if I can add on to it, I will, but I have a feeling you're going to, you're going to cover what I need to is if I'm the dispatcher that just wants that dispatchable address versus a three word location over here and then 10 feet, three different words over here, can you speak to that? Like, get me, get me to understand that. Yes. And so we do understand that in the policies, they need a dispatchable address. We know that for pre-planning, you need the building address and things like that. But we also know that a lot of emergencies happen at a place that doesn't have a traditional street address. 
Right. And, and even if it does, then it could be a school or it could be a stadium, which has one address for a very large building with many different entrances. And right, right. And so with what three words, having a three word address for every 10 foot square means that anywhere in the entire world, um, you have a three word address. So whether it's a boat in the middle of a lake or uh, on a dock. Um, you have a three word address for that or the lake house or, um, you know, a convention center anywhere you need to go. And so it really just amplifies. It means that you can talk about any location because there are going to be a lot of holes. If you're only using street addresses, there are many emergencies which will happen every day in a hunting accident in the middle of a field or a hiking accident. Or we've heard, you know, it's been all these winter storms, so car accidents or snowmobiles. These are not going to have a traditional street address. And even if they do, it's not going to help you very much to get to that location. Right? And what I think that and that's a great way to put like as, as you're listing these places, a, a golf course just came to my mind. Right. Because I remember dispatching mm -hmm. to the local golf course and I would give the address on Roundsville Road. I would dispatch it to whatever the address was on Roundsville Road, hole 18 for the chest pain. Um, but hole 18 is is nowhere near there. It's it's it, they can actually get to hole 18 quicker by going to a different location. And if they can visualize that and they can see that like that, that's really valuable information, um, especially if folks are concerned, like I'd, I'd rather see the dispatchable, you know, physical street address or, or you know, reverse geocoded address. Mm -hmm. But that really does drive that point home uh, in that aspect. And then you you touched on, you know, the the snowmobile or the rescue on the lake and things like that. I feel very strongly, and I think you would support it as we've had conversations and other folks that really understand the benefit of this product is I see this being Number one, it's going to be that additional layer in the center. So if you have a, a good location type system, such as the portal, the Rapid SOS portal, or you have that, whatever you have for location, if this doesn't work and this doesn't work, you have this, right? So the chances of you using what three words on, on every call is, is going it, to, it's very low. But right. where I see a super cool benefit is... I have had to give lat long to my fire friends to find somebody in the woods on a trail with an ATV accident or, you know, some type of incident in a largely wooded area. Mm -hmm. And they don't always have the means to pop a lat long in. Right. 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 And, and what if I give these numbers and the radio breaks up in like one little second and they didn't get a number. And then it's like, now they got to put it in and maybe right. they transpose the numbers or there's so many different variables. Um, I see it being super beneficial from the dispatcher to the first responders. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yes. That's a place that we want to uh, help educate more on in the coming months around We've been initially focusing on getting the PSAPs and the ECCs set up. And now that many of them um, are set up or are coming online in the next month, it's important that they then know how to communicate that out and that the first responders know what, what three words address is. And they can communicate that language of receiving a three word address, searching it in 
um, the free app or, you know, some of the CAD vendors we're working with are building it into their mobile CADs. And so there are a lot of places where we're also talking to um, different vendors um, to see if they'll build it into, you know, things like I am responding, you know, so that people can then speak it right into these other apps um, and if they're already using them and get to that location, because we think definitely we've seen in the UK. So we've been, we're um, a UK company and we've been working with emergency services over there longer than in the US. We kind of just got started here last year and they use what three words multiple times a day around the country because people are calling in, they've heard of what three words. So they give their three word address. They already know about it. They have the app. They say, hi, I had an accident at and so they don't even have to always ask or send them the link anymore. Um, and then all of the first responders know about it as well. So it makes it this really easy communication where they can talk to each other. They can quickly put it in. We had one story told to us of somebody who was on their way. It was a flood. The car was underwater and they were given the closest dispatchable address partway there. They radioed them and said, actually, it's this three words. They looked it up. They were going the wrong direction they turned around and they got there just in time because it was like the other side of the road um, right. interpass or whatever it was. And so luckily, you know, they were really familiar. They knew what, what three words is popped it right in the app. And could, like you said, visualizing it, it's really important on those golf courses that if I need to come from another street on the other side, um, I'd rather not get to the front door and be told that by the superintendent or whoever it might be, or a school principal, um, that you need to actually, you could have entered five minutes ago from the opposite end when right. everything matters, right? Yeah. And so you mentioned that being on the other side of the road, when I think about this stuff, my the way my brain works is as soon as you say something, I'm like, oh, it can be used there or this. Uh, but I remember when I was responding mutual aid to the next town over. So again, super helpful for mutual aid aid. I have listened painstakingly, um, you know, to our dispatch center, or even when I was in our center, or they're, they're there now, they're, they're responding mutual aid to the neighboring town. And they're like, okay, you're going to take Main Street, and you're going to take a right on this, and you're going to take a right on that. And, and it's a lot, right? So now you get, you're trying to, you're trying, you're trying to follow all the directions. But the one call that came to mind was when I was on the ambulance and I got dispatched to the neighboring agency for a call on the highway and we were dispatched. Now I'm geographically challenged. That's a given. I, I, if you're going to give me directions, please don't use words like East and West, like they're irrelevant to me, <laughs> but I remember them dispatching us to 195 East West of North street. And I'm like, uh, so North Street cut over the highway and then you have 195 East and West. So now I'm trying to play in my head. Imagine if dispatch just said, uh, you're responding to the three words, you know, chicken baker mop. Yeah. And I pop that in as the passenger and I'm like, all right, this is, I visualize it. I can see now we're going to get on the highway over here and it's so much easier. Absolutely. And you reminding me of things now too. We're actually, so what three words is built into rapid deploys radius map, which is used by the state of Kansas. And so the great thing there is that they're all set up all the PSAPs, almost all the PSAPs across the state have access. And so when they need to, when a call comes in, it's actually from the next County. I've heard from multiple of the um, PSAPs there that, Oh, great. We just gave them the three words and it saved them so much time because they said, Oh, this person called in, but actually it's in the neighboring county and it just was a really simple language again that they understood they both understood they could both type into their map and they said okay great um and they didn't have to re-explain the location yeah and that like 
that's really cool. Like I, I, it gets me excited, not only as an advocate for telecommunicators to help locate people, because everybody knows that's one of my passions. However, it helps the responders on the other end, you know, keep coming back to dispatch and asking, can I have an updated location or, or things like that? So, so that's super, super cool. Um, and you mentioned, you've mentioned a couple times, so I just want to kind of circle back around. You guys are integrated in some CAD, some existing equipment that folks have in their center. And I know you can't talk about some of, you, you mentioned this on the, on the webinar, is that you have some new partnerships coming up too, which is exciting, right? So what I recommend, I highly recommend is, again, reaching out to talk about it and, and how, what is the best way for me to get it into my, my center and reach out to your vendors, just like when I was doing the rapid SOS thing, it was like, get your vendors to integrate with this free technology to help you better locate your people and your responders, right? Like, yes. imagine you, you have a responder in the field that needs help. You have an officer that is running through the woods, chasing someone and something happens and, and you have no eyes on him whatsoever. Right. You, you can't, you can't see him, right? And they call back. Imagine if they were able to to just give you three words that could tell you exactly where that responder is too, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of exciting things. The other thing I wanted to touch base on is I did see in the webinar and a few folks have reached out or, or mentioned it in the chat rooms. And, and this is this is 100% the reason why I reached out was to say, hey, let's jump on a podcast because I want to be able to put it out there to folks. I want to touch base on some of the questions that I'm seeing. And one of the questions that I saw pop up is, does this work? on 911 only phones. And and before I touch base on that, I just want to clarify. I've been doing a lot of training with telecommunicators to get a better understanding that a non-service initialized device slash 911 only phone is very different than a 911 area code call. They're two different things. So by definition, a non-service initialized device or a 911 only phone means they have no service. It means they have no subscriber information. It means it has no phone number that you can call back. So if that type of call comes into your center, then what three words is not gonna be the tool for that unless we get creative, right? Right. Do you want to talk about any creative ways that might be computer savvy if you're computer savvy in a true non-service initialized device or a true 911 only call comes in? How can we get them to find themselves? Yes, and thank you um, for bringing this up because we do hear questions about this a lot and we want to make sure that people have a good understanding of where you can and cannot use what three words and where it can be helpful. And so that's a great question, Tracy. Um, we have been hearing a lot about this too from people asking about the 911 only phones and thank you for educating me um, on this and, um, and exploring some of the ways that what three words can, can help. And 
being creative of thinking, you know, one of the ways is that if the person has already heard of what three words, so in some of the counties where we're working, like Jessamine County, Kentucky, and Livingston um, in Michigan, and other counties where they're putting it out on their local news saying, hey, we now at 911 accept what three words. So you can download this free app, which works offline, and give us your three words. And so in these communities or different places where you know that there is poor service and things like that already, um, then it would also help people with 911 only phones if they have the What Three Words app already downloaded via Wi Fi or something like that. And so if they call in from an old iPhone or another phone, which they were able to, they have apps on and they have the What Three Words app, they could open it up and give you their location. Or if they were able to use Wi Fi on that phone and go to a web link, web browser, even if you're not able to text them because they don't have service, then you could read them, you know, the US Find Me link. Um, so that they can go to that web browser link to open it and open up the Web Three Words map. Um, so there are a few ways, um, but a lot of it is around kind of getting that public awareness of that you can give three words to public safety teams, and that way, if they know they only have a nine one one only phone, then that they should be prepared. So that could be in a PSA or or things like that as well. Yeah, and so I'm just gonna wrap that i'm going to wrap that piece up in a box because then i want to talk about the 911 area code calls which which are very different than 911 only and non-service initialized devices so one of the things that i, I i'm super adamant about when i train folks especially when we were talking about like the rapid sos portal and you know that apple is going to send the location on any ios 12 or higher and androids will send the location on any uh, Android operating system four or higher, it's a given. Folks are going to say, but what if? Well, but what if they're on an iOS 11? What what if? And and my response to that is truly, how about we focus on the times that it does work versus the times that it doesn't, right? So really, because I had folks that were like, all right, I went in the basement of the town hall that is like 4,000 years old and it's made out of rocks that are covered in metal and, and it didn't work, right? <laughs> because there's a chance it might not work in that situation. But how about we focus on all the times that it does work, right? So so folks right. want to show the times that it doesn't work and and I want folks to more focus on the times where it does work. That's, that's the first point I wanna make to kind of what you just said. The second thing is, Yes, it sounds like a lot, right? Okay, if you happen to have, a, all right, so I have an iOS whatever, or I have a, an, an Apple 11, but the 12 comes out and I'm like, oh, I want the 12. Well, what if I downloaded, I, I had the what three words on that phone and now it's a disconnected cell phone and my kid gets a hold of it or whatever. It's there. When folks get to the point where they're gonna start ifing and butting everything, they're not wanting to see those opportunities of if this doesn't work, do this. If this doesn't work, do this. If this doesn't work, because what's the last thing you're going to do? Oh, sorry. I have absolutely nothing in my toolbox to help you. Bye. No, mm -hmm. we're going to keep going versus I know what it felt like to sit on the phone and be like, I, I'm sorry, ma'am, I can't find you. Like, I don't, I, I don't know where you are. I need, and, and it's like, go get mail off of the table or like, yeah. When we have these opportunities. So when you say, yeah, you can, if, if I'm, I'm holding in my hand right now, a disconnected cell phone. And, mm -hmm. and if that's my way of, of dialing 911 and the only way you can find me is to say, I'm going to give you a link. Are you connected to Wi-Fi? No. Are you able to connect to Wi-Fi? Put me on speaker. 
connect mm-hmm. to Wi-Fi and I'm going to tell you where to go. And then I'm going to be able to find you, which is much quicker than trying to get the telephone company involved, the carrier and trace the call. And 20 minutes later, you might get a bad location. Um, mm-hmm. So as you say, yeah, on a 911 non-service initialized or a 911 only phone, there is an option. And, and might it be a needle in a haystack when you use mm-hmm. it? Yeah, but it's still yes, there, yeah. right. right? Exactly. That's number one. Number two, let's focus a little bit on the 911 area code calls, which are very different. According to the FCC's website, there are a handful of reasons. There's probably 10 of them listed. So please go check it out. And if if you want more information, if you, if you want information or how to get there, just shoot me an email. My contact information is all over the place. But there are nine or 10 reasons that are listed as to why a 911 call will come in onto somebody's system and on the alley screen or the Annie, it will be displayed with a 911 area code. However, the device does have service. It has a phone number, it has a data plan, it has service, it has a subscriber's information, but the telecommunicator or the call taker is just not seeing it. And some of those reasons include a prepaid phone that's out of minutes, a somebody that's roaming on somebody else's network, you happen to be in the basement of the 2000 year nine one uh, town hall and you're walking up the stairs but at the time you make the 911 call it hits the network but it doesn't recognize you so it sends it through as a 911 only phone when in reality it actually has service and it has subscriber information so one of the things that i've been realizing as i've been sharing this information across the country by the look on the people's faces in the class when i say do you know that not all 911 area code calls that appear on your alley are disconnected cell phones? They they have this look of shock. So how do we solve that problem? We ask for the phone number. Even if I'm looking at the Annie Alley and it says 911 is the area code, I'm still going to verbalize to them, what is the number you're calling me from? And Ashley, do you want to jump in and what happens now that we have that that telephone number? Sure. Well, once you have the phone number, you can also send them that text message with the find me link, and then they can just click on it and read those three words over the phone to you. If for some reason they're not able to read them, there's a button there where it can speak the words for them. Or if it's a texting situation, they can copy them and text them back to 911. But now that you've got their phone number, you can send this link out to them to open. And so Um, And also, obviously, you can hopefully pull in some information from your systems there. But in the meantime, this is another option of getting that location. Yeah. So there are times that if you're looking on looking at the 913, and that's the same for the rapid SOS portal, too. That was one of the things this the reason why I went so deep in getting educated and understanding and training folks on this is because when the portal first came out, Um, in the query view version where you have to type in the phone number, we had folks that were reaching back to us saying, hey, did did you know um, there was a 911 area code on the screen, but I asked them for the phone number and they actually gave me one and I typed it in and I got the location. And I'm like, yeah, isn't that kind of (laughs) cool? And then it got even better with the jurisdiction view portion of the rapid SOS portal, because now if I can't speak to that caller for whatever reason, if it fell into one of those categories where it actually has service 
and it was on a network and, and a type of phone that was able to send the location, they may hear a kerfuffle going on in the background and they can't speak to the caller, but on their alley screen, they're looking at a 9-1 area code, but on their jurisdiction view, they can see the phone number and they can see the location of the caller. So there's a lot of education to be done on the difference between a true non-service initialized device and an area code that happens to be 911 because it didn't have that service connection at the time of the call. Because even if they rebid back for it, it's not gonna bring forward when it's available. So you also mentioned, which I wanna really um, talk about too, is if I can't speak, but I can hear you. So I'm choking, I'm having a stroke, I'm having a diabetic emergency, I can't, I can't really speak to you for whatever reason. Maybe I have you know, a, a disability that doesn't allow me to speak, but I can hear you all day long. You talked right. about the, the feature where they can just tap the button and it's gonna read it to the dispatcher, correct? Can you, can you just clarify that a little bit more? Yes, exactly. So we made this link, this um, US Find Me link, which when they open it, it's a blue screen, which just has in the middle of the screen, the three words for the location. There are only a couple buttons on there to keep it as simple as possible. So one will refresh. So takes your phone a minute um, to pull that uh, that satellite location to tell you your exact location. So you might want to wait a second. You know, you might not want the first uh, three words that show up. So give them a minute. Say, okay, just give it um, a second to uh, initialize and hit refresh. Get those three words right above that. So next to the three words, there's a copy button. And we tried to use symbols that are pretty universal so that they um, look similar to what you would use on your computer or other things, right? So there are two little pieces of paper, right? That's the copy button. So you could, that will copy the three words that you can text back or text to 911. And next to that, there's a little speaker button. If you push that, it speaks the words on the screen out loud for you. And so that way, if for some reason you're not able to speak, then that will, or first maybe you speak another language and you don't know how to pronounce them correctly. You can let the phone pronounce those words for you. There is a button at the bottom. You can go see the map to like double check um, where you are, but usually hopefully that won't be necessary because you've given them the three words for your location. Yeah, and so Jeremy, Damar and I, um, so if anyone wants to hear the the dispatch director, deputy director, in the seat uh, perspective. I had a few uh, webinars. So one with Dan Wright, if you go back to that one, one with Mark Fletcher, Fletch, and Jeremy DeMar. And we all talk, we, we talk about what three words on that because there are some valuable pieces of information. So go back and check those out. But you mentioned, and, and I talked to Jeremy about this, is you mentioned you don't speak English as your, your first language. You can understand it, um, but maybe it's challenging for you to get your message across to the telecommunicator and it's not coming out clear. That's a super helpful tool. Right. And then right. another person had asked, well, what happens if they can't speak English at all? How do you get them to interact with the link? Well, you engage your language line. Right. So it would be it would be just like if you told them if you were going to give them EMD instructions over the phone, you're going to engage the language line to help with that. But I also know that there are are other language capabilities right but that's a little more training can you speak to that a little bit right yeah so the first thing i wanted to uh, mention is actually it was after uh, our first chat that i realized you know what we have um we send a canned text message as an example out to psaps to help them get started um in english where it just says you know so they can copy and paste we're trying to make it as simple as possible and it just says 
click on this link, allow location services and read the three words to the 911 um, with the link. But we have translated that sentence into Spanish. Um, and so we could make that in other sentences. So if you're in an area where you know you get lots of calls from people who speak a different language, you can, you can save that message so that the text they receive is in their language already. And so you can kind of be prepared with that. They'll then read the instructions that say, click this link and read the words, and they know that's all they need to do. Um, or maybe you could say, and press the button to speak the words because it, it needs it to speak them in English. But yes, actually on the same link, if you look up towards the top, there is a section where you can change it to any one of our 45 languages. Um, now, this is because we are available globally, and so we work with people across the world who are using it in all these different languages. Um, but the important thing to note is that the words do not translate from one to the other. So Update Park Shark is a location in Sunnyvale, California. If I translate that into Japanese, it's not Update Park Shark anymore. It's a totally different address. And so that's where we want to be careful not to ever translate um, the words from one language to another. They exist in, a, in these other languages, but it's a whole different set of words. And that, that makes total sense. And then can you also speak to the, the cool feature? Um, so say I miss a letter. So you say update park shark. What if it's update parks sharks? Do you, and I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to it, but I want you to clarify this so I don't screw it up, is it's my understanding that the similar batches of words are nowhere near each other, correct? Exactly. So we wanted to make sure that when someone gives you an address, that it's uh, clear and that when you type it in, if you make a mistake or they made a mistake, that we can pick up those mistakes and help you get to the right location. Because we know it's really frustrating to accidentally transpose one number in a long sequence and get one mile to 100 miles off or, thousand, you know, depending on which number it is, how far away you are. And so what we did was, was take those similar combinations and shuffle them far apart. And we thought about it a lot. So we took out homophones. So you'll never get here be days as a three word address because then you need to ask the caller three more questions. Well, here as in I can hear you or here be as in the food, you know? And so we removed all that. And so it is, there are no homophones, there are no swear words. We tried to take anything out that were, you know, rude words, essentially. Well, that's no fun. <laughs> I, I, I will say that, like, as you say that, I have to laugh. Like, one of the addresses that is associated <laughs> with one of the locations that I frequent is uh, disabled paramedic liver. And I just think that's hilarious. Like that is the funniest thing to me. When I tapped on what three words and it came up at this particular establishment and it said disabled paramedic liver, I'm like, well, that's appropriate. Yes, they 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 can be funny. So we tried not the we tried to take out rude words, but I, there are definitely some comical um, and great combinations. Party 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 exists and banana banana banana. Like there's all kinds of random words out there. Um, but and in the middle of the ocean, you'll get really long, complicated um, combinations or we or com more um, longer words out there. We tried to save the best words for the places where people live. Um, but it's I guess important to note that there are no there's no association with the words in the place. They're totally random. <laughs> if you do get um, a very random uh, location address on your home, choose the square next to it if you want to, because it, it, they're 10 foot squares. They're the size of a parking spot. And so as long as it's going to get a, a package to your door or someone there to, to find you, um, then the next three word address usually works too. That's awesome. And then, so as you're from what 
I remember, which I think is great along these same lines is, is if I'm typing it in, so, so they give me the disabled paramedic liver and I'm typing it in, I'm just typing disabled period, paramedic period and liver. And then isn't there a drop down list that's kind of matching them to say, Hey, this is in your area, but no, it's not. Yes, exactly. And so it's, um, the format is word dot word dot word. So um, it's three words with a dot separating them. Um, and you can put the slashes in front or not. Um, but so you type those words in and we call it auto suggest. Um, and essentially, exactly as you mentioned, it's going to give you some for that update part shark example. Um, if I misspell it, it's going to give me three other, two other options. So there are gonna be three options and it's gonna tell you what it's near. So that one is near Sunnyvale, California. There's one near somewhere in Oregon um, and one near say somewhere in Texas. Um, and so it's gonna be really clear if I'm a telecommunicator in Georgia that none of those are correct. And so let me recheck my spelling or let me ask the caller, um, can you repeat those words? Because they, it's very clear that they weren't in the right area. So we wanted to make sure that when you look them up, that that auto suggest kicks in. And so it can, you know, pick up spelling errors and it, it knows your location. If you search on the phone, it'll tell you how many miles away it is, for example. Um, and so today, actually, I was talking to someone in Massachusetts. I looked up the three word address and it showed me one 200 miles away in Georgia as the first option, then the one in Massachusetts and then one in Montana. Um, because it's again, trying to help correct me. It's saying, you know, and so this, will, this is what will happen for the first responders when they speak or type the words into the app to navigate there, it's gonna show them. And if they see, oh, I'm supposed to go to Massachusetts and that one says Montana, um, you know, the, it, it helps you to correct um, these and it's gonna say the town. So it's um, hopefully should be really clear. We definitely would suggest have a play with the app and um, search some addresses and, um, and look them up that way as well. That's that's really cool because I know that I would be the one that would misspell something. Just I just would, and we all are. <laughs> to have, especially if it's a critical call, right? So, Absolutely. All right. So before we get into the wrap up, I want I'm going to ask you one more question because I know from experience you're going to get this question. So we'll get this right out of the way. You're giving it to public safety for free. Where do you make your money? How are you giving it to public safety for free? Because they get a little skeptical. They think folks are going to come back and charge them later. Talk to me about that, please. Definitely. And um, this comes up all the time. And even you're right. I had someone the other day say, but they're going to ask, are they going to get charged later? And no, there's no fine print. So um, we're thrilled to give it free to public safety to help save lives. Um, and you can really boil down our pricing structure to we have the commercial side of our business, which is helping people become more efficient and get to places faster um, and easier if they're delivering packages or taking someone somewhere in a taxi or building it into their car system so that it's easier to navigate. And that's who we're going to charge to use our system. If they're getting somewhere faster to save a life, that's free. Um, and so as Tracy mentioned, we also give it free to the vendors. And so we're not charging any of the CAD companies or apps or others that are building it in. Obviously we can't speak for them um, and how they um, do things, but we're offering the technology free. So also to NGOs, um, helping them. So anything in public safety or um, nonprofits and NGOs, which um, we're working with, it's free for them to use the service. And it's actually free for all the public and everyone else, right? Because there's the free app and there's the free map site. And we have no plans to charge for any of those. This is another format of an address. And so lots of travel and tourism companies use it on their websites. It's free for them too, because 
instead of saying, you know, giving a GPS coordinate for a trailhead, they're putting three words. So it's a format of an address. So where we charge is when people turn the words into coordinates to make a delivery um, or something like that. That's really cool. We we like free in this. <laughs> yes. And I and it, you know, I, being with Rapid SOS and it being a free service, I can't even tell you how many, what's the catch? Watch the catch. You know, what are the cons? Mm -hmm. There's none. And this is that same scenario. And I feel very strongly about that. First of all, there is no catch. Second of all, there's no cons. You can search, you, you can come up with, and we're going to come back and we're going to clarify that there, there are just no cons here, right? Like we need folks to get much better about being receptive to new technology, especially when it's going to be that added layer that can help you find somebody, right? Right, yes, and thank you very much for helping us get the word out about that as well. Yes, I'm I'm very passionate about location, as many of you know. Um, but thank you so much, Ashley. I appreciate you being here. And I will leave your contact information in the show notes. So if you want to reach out, if you want to, you know, reach out to me to get you to Ashley, if folks know me and can reach out to me, I'm gonna put you right in touch, touch with her uh, because seeing the presentation, seeing a demonstration of it, it just, I was so excited to see this being added into the toolbox. Um, but I'm really excited to hear about some partnerships you have coming too that might just make it easier for, for telecommunicators even more so. So thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you for listening. Make sure you join us next time for another episode of entertaining, educational, and empowering interviews with public safety difference makers. Please like and follow me on social media at On Scene First with Tracy Eldridge so you too can keep up with my shenanigans. Thank you, heroes. From the bottom of my blessed heart, stay safe, stay strong, and stay here. We need you. For more information on Rapid SOS, our premier sponsor, and how you can get connected to the world's first emergency response data platform and better prepare and protect your family and community, visit rapidsos.com today.